Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. And welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. And today I have with me Nikki Sutcliffe, who is Sport Hall Select um, on her social media. And um, I've just had a brief chat with Nikki and um, I'm really excited to have her on. So hi, Nikki. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thanks, Carly. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you so much. It's a like, like you said earlier, it's a lovely sunny day today. <laughs> it's yesterday where I just hammered it down all day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we finally got blue skies today, which is nice. Um, so would you mind, Nikki, then let's go from right from the beginning. If you don't mind introducing yourself and tell us more about um, Sports Hall Select um, and what it is and what you do and taking it from there. So I'm Nikki Sutcliffe. I am the owner of a livery yard in Yorkshire called Sport Hall Select. Um, we're not at the biggest livery yard. We've got about 18 horses at the moment. We're mainly a full livery yard. Uh, and we just basically look after horses. I was a sh- I did a bit of show jumping before, but unfortunately the horse has just had to retire. Um, so, yeah, just lots of livery at the moment in the mud. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so do you have um, like a varied um, for- or a variety of different horses there or are they all quite competitive horses? Um, it's hit and miss really we have a complete mixture from happy hackers uh, to then quite lovely dressage horses only working sort of to about advanced medium but it's good enough isn't it and then we've also got some real cute little oldies uh, our oldest one is actually 33 and he's called Blackie um, and he tends to be imagine like the grumpy old man in a nursing home yeah. that, is, that is Blackie he's still in work this he still gets worked a couple of times a week but yeah he's the sort of old person that you can imagine throwing his poo at the wall (laughs) (laughs) I think every yard has a similar horse that is like the grumpy old man or the grumpy old woman and then you've got the the toddler um who like throws tantrums or whatever and I think everyone's got some kind of family member that they can like relate to on a yard oh definitely they've all got their own characters haven't they they're just all this goes from like the most amount of trouble to like really easy and you're just like you know if all the horses are looking in one direction you guarantee that's my show jumper who has probably just broken down his fence he's galloping through the mud has probably rolled in a pond you're just like I know what I can't I don't even want to look at what's going on right now (laughs) so how long have you had the livery yard for oh since 2008 we moved to Stillington that's where we are um and yeah we basically it was already sort of a set up livery but I think we did inherit a couple of liveries and then we've but we've set most of it up from scratch had the arena already had the stables there so it wasn't like we had to build much but we've just tried to improve things as we've gone along over the years yeah Yeah. and do you I, I guess you have grooms there that work there for you absolutely not oh really no, I am um, far too fussy. I, I, I've got my standards are too high, and I can't deal with staff. I'm not. I'm quite laid back until it comes to delivery, and then 
everything's got to be done well and my husband helps he's actually just stopped his job to help more with delivery and we've also set up a couple of airbnbs so he stopped doing his job so he can help me on the yard a bit more god so you do 18 horses yourself then yeah yeah pretty much as i say i've got the the husband he's helping um but yeah majority is like myself yeah. Oh my God, that is crazy. I, I just, I get tired just doing like my few that I do in the morning. I can't imagine doing 18. We're not riding that many at the moment though. And we usually have sort of between five and six to ride every day. But since COVID, we've not had that many. I think most people have sort of decided that they've had the time to ride their own horses more. So we don't have that many in for training livery. And uh, both of my horses one of them is just is sort of semi-retired now so he just goes for a hack three times a week and my youngster's actually just been in for surgery so he's not in work but it's not so difficult at the moment yeah yeah but do you have to you're doing all the turnout and mucking out then as well though yeah so yeah my husband does it he helps me with the turnout and I fractured my rib a couple of weeks ago as well so he's been helping me with the mucking out for the last few weeks um just while I'm a little bit sore still um mm. but yeah it's it's not that bad we've got a really good routine going of they're skipped out mostly once a week they get a full muck out but because we are here on site we can skip out do a 10 o'clock at night skip out so actually if they're continually skipped out plus they're turned out throughout the day we find that it's not such a big job so we've yeah. done 18 horses this morning before 10 o'clock turned out mucked out and they're in the fields and we sure. then we did poo picking. You're a superwoman, absolutely superwoman. So, um, so you t- you talked about training there as well. So, do you have pe- do you have horses there that stay with you for just like short term while they're having training, or do people come to you, um, say like for a lesson or something? Yeah, both really. We quite often will have horses in for training livery, um, in which case they come for probably two or three weeks at a time, and we work through. We do a lot of sales livery as well, so. We take in a horse, get it, give it a bit of a maker, you know, clip it out, trim it up, main pull, plait it up, take its photographs, put it up for sale, deal with all the clients. That's quite a big livery. We do a lot of that uh, for people. And uh, yeah, we, and we also sometimes will have horses in, come to us, and then the owners will come every day for a lesson on the horse as well. So we can pretty much do every, a lot of stuff, really. Yeah. So what's the so how many horses can your can your livery yard um hold up to then at one point then? Seventeen. But as I said, we do have eighteen at the moment, uh, because we sold a livery's horse. She needs she's got three horses, had two in livery with us, but wanted to move her third one here but couldn't afford to have three. So sold one of the ones here, but a livery then bought it. So it's still here and I don't have enough stables. So I'm like, it's coming up to bonfire night and I very much need for one to leave but one is due to go this week so I'm like fingers crossed it goes before the bonfire night yeah 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 of course of course um so um so when do you not get any holidays in so what do you do if you want time off or do you just don't ever have time off Kelly what is time off and what's a holiday <laughs> Um, I do have a really good best friend who's called uh, Rose Wilkinson and she's also she's a, a freelance guru so if we ever do need some time off I trust her she's a livery here as well so I can trust her to look after the yard but it's not very often that we do it because we've got four dogs as well we've got we're just too busy but 
it's we were, we're happy you know I like hard work we're happy we live in a beautiful place I mean in winter winter's awful but yeah. the summer almost is like a holiday in itself yeah yeah definitely and how many acres do you have there then oh I don't know um <laughs> say, <laughs> I think about 20 I don't know to be fair <laughs> but 20 sounds plenty especially when you've got like 17 horses and stuff yeah yeah and we do a lot of like we rotate them a lot and we've got winter and summer so that at the moment they're still in the summer fields and so then we'd put them in the winter fields and in, by the end of winter there's hardly a blade of grass left because we turn out every single day whatever the weather um and yeah the fields are brown but then it's all just looking after them and bringing them back to life again in through the spring yeah so do you rotate your fields like with everyone else have you got fields that you can rotate so you can rest it for a little bit yeah so we tend to you've always got like the ones in most work which need more grass and then you, to the other end of the spectrum where you've got your really fat chubby little cobs and so we sort of like go it's a bit of like a rotation system as in the competition horses they'll go onto the fresh grass and then like the next like the, the slightly slim the slightly fatter versions then go again afterwards so it all rotates until yeah nothing left in a paddock and then they all just keep rolling around yeah yeah that's good so what makes your yard different to anyone else who say like in your area or anywhere else or um is it like a typical livery yard we're fairly typical I think we, we are really lucky we have got amazing liveries they're all really lovely everyone gets on with everyone no one ever falls out which is really really nice um I, I'm not really, I'm not sure we just just have it right we don't give them anything to argue about because we sort of dictate who gets what field and we try and like do the best we can for everyone so I'm in the middle of doing the field chat for winter so in it you've got to sort of take into consideration what horse goes where which owner's capable which horse you can walk through which ones you can't which ones need the more grass which ones are likely to chew it up so they need a dry field it's there's loads of things when you're doing your I just basically draw my fields onto a piece of paper and then cut out names of the horses and move it around until I can make everything work yeah yeah so what so you obviously start early and then you obviously finish late so do you what do you like to do as your downtime um or do you have any downtime <laughs> uh, to be honest I like building shepherd huts believe it or not we do like um we've got a couple of Airbnbs. So we've got a shipping container called the Apple Crate container that we made into um uh, so it's a ship a shipping container that we've made into like a little holiday cottage and we just nearly finished a shepherd's hut as well. So it's not downtime <laughs> because it's <laughs> it's building. Um I don't I don't really like to stop. When I stop I get stiff and I can't get going again. Yeah. I know that feeling way too well. <laughs> Okay. It's, just can't stop. It's, it's the worst when you know that you've you're rested because you feel like oh I really need to sit down and then you sat down and had a cup of tea or whatever and then you've got to get back up to go back out and you're like oh no my body's saying no it's time to stop now <laughs> sometimes have a wee and think this is the first time I've sat down today <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly so on your social media I saw that there was um sort of tagged onto your um bio and everything about um equi or equi sorry travel safe so can you tell us more about that so we invented the equi travel safe because I had a very cheeky show jumper who decided that he was going to jump out the back of my horse box 
So he got over the the breast bar, through the back door and came out the back door like a foal. So front legs and his head, like as if a, like a foal being born out the back of the lorry, which was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, so we travel with a lot of youngsters. We used to go to abroad and buy um, warblers and bring them back. And so we'd always travel a lot of young horses. And it was just happening quite frequently. They were getting legs over the bars and I was not happy about it. So we, he broke my horse box basically when he came out. So I had to order a new one. And when I was looking at all the alternatives of how they've built horse boxes to stop the rearing, I didn't like them. So I don't like, sometimes they put like, um, almost like a box. So it's not a bar, it's a box, like a shelf. But what they do is they rear onto the shelf and then they can go up through the roof. And mm. sometimes the weave bars, but I'd had weave bars before and I've just found that they always were in my way. Um, the collapsible breast bars, I think we're, they're okay, but they're still they still collapse like this you've still got the problem of them getting where they shouldn't and so we were just like considering what to do and how to stop him doing it again and that's when we came up with a harness that you put on the horse prior to loading and then walk it in the box and then it has a strap attached to the wall at sort of like their chest height um and so that they can't rip they can't lift their withers high enough to get their legs over the breast bar so it keeps them safe Oh my god! So that sounds like a simple, but which I guess it is with all inventions, of a very simple idea. And you just think, well, why hasn't anything been done like this before? So how did you um, like? How was the process of like it getting designed and then it being? I guess it has to be checked by someone, does it? Like a um, what's the word? Like a regulation or anything like that on it? You think so, but no. Um... There's, we spent more time looking at how to get it, as you say, looked at, checked out by a company or a, an association, and there's, there isn't any. So, but we know that it would pass if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think because we are equestrians rather than horse box builders, we sort of came at it from the horse side of it rather than modifying a horse box to stop the horse. We thought about how to stop the horse within the horse box. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, it was a case of came up with this idea, had to test it out. So we went to the scrap. We're quite like we were quite like out of the box sort of people. Make a lot of stuff, build weird things all the time. So we thought we'll give it a go. So we actually went to the scrapyard and we just cut out loads of seatbelts. And um, yeah, so we just stitched some seatbelts together, cut an old gym mat up. <laughs> she needs the pictures. So yeah, we cut an old gym mat up as like the wither pad. Um, and then stuck it all, like stitched it all together and tried to see if it would work. Um, obviously, it didn't because my stitching is not very good. <laughs> we just hand stitched. So we sent the hand stitched version to a harness maker, like an actual like classic car seat belt manufacturer, and they then made us the I think three harnesses that to what we'd already sent, but they made like proper ones. And then we tested that, and that really did work. So we were sort of we sort of started testing with the three harnesses that we had. Um, we, we were like lending them to people, going out in our horse box, testing it as much as we possibly could with different horses. Um, uh, I think the time we actually really thought that we'd been testing it for just nearly a year and I had to go collect a young Irish draft mare from about an hour and a half away. And when I got there, they told me it had already gone over a bar before and I was like, oh, joy. And then... <laughs> 
I was putting it in the lorry and it reared over backwards three times before I got it into the lorry. Mm. So we kind of knew it was a bit that way out. Yeah. Um, put it in the lorry, clipped it in with its harness on. And then I went literally put the ramp up, walked around saying goodbye to the owner. And as I put one foot into the cab, it went absolutely ballistic. And it sounds silly, but it felt like it was doing it for ages. But by the time I'd run round to the ramp, it already stopped. It had this like initial probably five second real big like paddy. Mm. Uh, I could see as I passed the window, I could see it trying to rear because I could see its head through the window. Mm. And we got the got to it, got the ramp down. It already stopped by this point. It was completely still. It had knocked the partition over. It had pulled all the rubber off the floor, but it had not done anything to the harness. The harness was like completely intact it hadn't even like anything had put any strain on it at all and the horse was just then stood there like looking a bit confused but was fine so we put the we didn't take the horse back out because it'd been so difficult to load yeah so we put the rubber back down put the partition back in and I set off and I had to drive it an hour and a half on the way motorway by myself <laughs> shaking um but it didn't move a muscle so we knew like it was a massive mare as well she was easily 17 to big Irish powerful mare and I got home and I just said to John it works it like it yeah. 100% the equi travel safe works and we, we can then so that's when we started to like think more about putting it into production yeah so how long ago was that then how was it so or how long has it like been official that you know you've done the production and you started selling I think probably around five years it's quite wow. hard to market because people don't know it exists until they need it yeah and then but we are getting better people have like heard of us far more now we're quite busy so it's hard we've not got like the means to do a lot of marketing uh, a lot of our marketing is actually word of mouth and people that have got them and are using them and really like them mm. but we've got them with some quite famous people now which I'm That's quite proud brilliant. of yeah brilliant and do you think it would be beneficial for like all talk, all types of horses is is your plan for it to be sort of with every horse that like travels or is it just like with like specific horses that are known to be sort of a bit problematic when traveling uh currently they're mainly on horses but i've already had a problem because people uh are having the problem they're then researching they're then finding us and they're then buying it so it's working on horses that have already had the issue and I mean that success rate is well over it's I think at the moment it's about 99.96% success rate with them they are they are absolutely brilliant um but ideally it would be nice to stop hearing on Facebook every week about these horses that are you know having to get cut out by the fire brigade because that is quite heartbreaking to see and you think I can stop them <laughs> like oh, yeah. you have this thing if you'd have put this on you wouldn't have even ever known that there was an issue but yeah so it, yeah, it would be nice but especially in the three and a half tons and the horse boxes with the lockers that this will prevent any accidents from happening so could you just quickly describe I mean obviously it's probably easier to look at it but could you just sort of describe how the how does the harness attach to the horse and then how does it is it just a clip that you just screw into the um trailer or anything so Imagine you've got the breast bar with the wall underneath it in a three and a half ton. There's then we supply a one meter piece of track that then fits vertically at sort of the where the horse's chest 
would be. So between its like chest and its feet, between its front legs, there's this track that attaches to the wall. There then is a strap that attaches to that. Uh, and, and the track's got an adjustable. So you can adjust the, where this ring goes. So there's a ring attached to that track. So you then attach the ring with the strap on. And then that attaches to the harness that the horse is wearing. So the harness is like um, a wither pad that goes over the withers. And then there's a strap that fastens around the tummy and clips in. And then there's neck straps that go around the neck like a martingale. And then there's also like a loop that fastens between the front legs, like, and lies again like a martingale. And then that clips into the horse box. It's quite hard to explain, but yeah, yeah. It'd probably be easier for people to check you out and uh, probably see pictures and stuff. But just so people would be like, well, how does that work? I don't understand how. But yeah, it sounds like a bit like um, a London roller type thing with with a martingale and then it just clips to this. um, Yeah, the horse box, clip strap. The horse box. Yeah. Oh, that's and, a, and then is it literally just one size and it all fits all? Or do you have different sizes for, like, say, ponies and horses? No, literally one size does fit all. Um, they're very adjustable. So we've made them so that sometimes if you've got, like, we're talking to a lady and she's got a 10-2 Shetland pony. Um, and what we do for her is we'd take off a lot of the excess around the girth strap because, obviously, there's, there's probably, like, a metre of extra fabric that you don't need. Yeah, um, yeah. So we tend to one size fits all so we've got people that have got what like um that travel 11 twos and then a 17 had wall body just they and the same harness will fit each horse and I, I, they won't get like any sort of um like um friction burns or anything like that if they're like sort of resisting or anything so where the pressure actually it the, it causes pressure on the wither that's got a neoprene pad on it so imagine like um I don't know. It's like made of sort of a, a girth material, so it's basket weave vinyl, um, but a bit like a sort of one of them sort of synthetic type girths are made out of. So it's really yes. well padded over the wither, and then it's all seat belts. It's made of like seat belt web- webbing, so it's it's designed to keep humans safe and it's very very strong. And all the parts are um, already the, re- the technology is already there with all the parts you see, and they. The best thing about seatbelt parts is that you can release them even under tension. So if yeah. you've got a horse that's really stressed, you can release it just by pressing the button. Okay. And then how much are they? See, they're, they are expensive because obviously we have to make them out of seatbelt parts and there's about 20 different parts to each harness that has to be made. So including your postage, you'd be looking at just over £300 for a harness. But they do come with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't, if you try, if you buy it, I think it's, it's an investment and it doesn't work then you can send us it back within 90 days and they also have a five-year parts warranty on them so if anything goes wrong with them we'll we'll um repair them for you and to be honest it's just like a it should be just like a one-time investment so even though it sounds a lot of money up front it, you know it should be something that you should have for your the rest of your horses you know for life type thing obviously yeah, apart yeah. from like wear and tear but do you know what I mean it's like it, it's not a thing that you're going to have to keep replacing or anything like that no if you look after it as in um wash it off if they get really sweaty because it's some of the parts that like a metal so they need like just washing down so if they get salty they don't get rusty um it's just things like if you look after it should last you forever they won't they won't die yeah um but also it does if it saves a horse from going over the breast bar, it's it'll save you a decent vet bill and 
God forbid you ever have to get the fire brigade to cut your horse box. <laughs> yeah. It's looking very cheap all of a sudden. Yeah, absolutely. And are they made to order or do you have like batches of them? So if someone orders it, do, does it get sent out straight away or do they have to wait for it to be made? We do our very best to keep them in stock. Um, occasionally, if it's like the beginning of the season, we, we can't keep up. So um, we, tr- we do re- try to keep them in stock, but sometimes we just can't keep up with all the orders that we get. Mm-hmm. So um, usually they are, but we can't always promise. <laughs> that's fine I'm, I'm sure people will understand to be willing to wait if um if it, they they know it's the right product for them um so what is the future then for your two businesses then for um sport hall select and equa travel safe um i think sport hall select is just going to continue and hopefully my young horse will quickly recover he's just having his larynx operated on today he's got a bit of a wind issue oh. um, so he's hopefully going to come out and be a nice proper show jumper for me um to replace Cohen who sadly had to retire this year I'd like to get back out show jumping so I'd have really missed it um but yeah as livery goes we're just going to keep trying to improve keep our liveries happy um try and solve issues like mud in all in everywhere (laughs) I need to put like a whole roof over the whole field yeah um we'll just like I don't know like what they have when they for the cricket pitches where they go and drive over and suck out all the water yeah definitely need one of them yeah Uh, and echo travel safe we're just hoping that we can sort of keep spreading the word that we have this thing that actually keeps horses safe when they're traveling um keep as many horses safe as we possibly can excellent and I'm sure you will I'm sure you will and is there anything else you want to mention that we may not have covered so far or do you feel like we've covered everything no I'm pretty happy thank you very much Good. Well, that takes me to the quick fire questions. Um, Nikki has kindly said she's listened to pretty much all my podcasts. So she, should know, she should know how this podcast ends. So are you generally a night in or a night out? I am a night in because I'm too busy <laughs> for nights out. Well, to be fair, I don't blame you after a whole busy day that you do every day. So Not every day, it's the next day where you wake up with a hangover and then have to muck 17 horses out. Yeah. That's where the problem is. That's not fun at all. Um, tea or coffee? Tea. Wellies or heels? 100% wellies. wellies. <laughs> sweet or savoury? Sweet. I have the biggest sweet tooth ever. I'm surprised I've got any teeth left. <laughs> to, I think pretty much every question I've spoken to is pretty much said sweet. Um because we need the energy. <laughs> yeah, how do you get through a day unless you like fueled a hundred percent by sugar? Yeah, are you chocolate or are you like biscuits or? I'm everything. Yeah. Like, I'm... <laughs> so when you've run out of chocolate, like you, you like having to find like the old lollipops that are in the yeah. cupboard and stuff like that. I'm like, I need sugar. <laughs> I, there are so many times I've looked into the cupboards and I'm like, there's no chocolate, and you're like looking in old cupboards, hoping there's like a Christmas box chocolate somewhere that's been left for months, and then you can <laughs> find some leftovers. I feel that pain. <laughs> Um, book or film both uh, I listen to audible all day pretty much lots of audible and yeah films yeah like a film as well so what is the last or what is the current audio book you're listening to and what's the last film you've watched um so I think I'm listening to a Robin Hood book who is a bit of 
it's about a ship that comes to life. It's the Mad Ship trilogy. Um, I can't think of the last film. Or do, what the- about like TV series? Are you sort of binge watching anything in the minute? I've just finished You with, oh, the, yes. with the serial killer man. Yeah. Uh, and that Lock and Key, have you watched that? I've, I've started watching the first couple of episodes, which I've done for a lot of the Netflix series, where people said, have you watched it? And I was like, I've watched the first few episodes and I was like, uh, I couldn't get into it, but I feel like I need to go back to it. But you, I've watched the first and second, but I haven't watched the new series yet, so I need to watch that. I was a bit underwhelmed by the new one. I don't know, I just got a bit bored of them killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but he's definitely met his match though, hasn't he? With uh... He's worse than he is. Oh no, she's <laughs> terrible. Um, well, thank you so much, Nikki. Right, where can everyone find you on your social media websites, etc.? Where can we find you? For the livery, we are just Sport Tour Select and it should come up. Um, and Echo Travel Safe is just Equa Travel Safe. And <laughs> so straightforward. We've got a website for both as well. So I think they're both.co.uk websites. Okay, brilliant. And um, yeah, I think that's everything. Is there anything, any other ways that we can get in touch with you? Or I think we've pretty much covered it, haven't we? No, no one's allowed to get in touch with me. My phone does not stop going <laughs> off. <laughs> Unless it's for an order, then don't contact you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Nikki. I really appreciate your time because I had a bit of a drama at the start of this episode, as in I couldn't get any tech work in, and poor Nikki was very patient with me. <laughs> she managed to stay with me, and I'm so pleased she did. So thank you so much, Nikki. No worries. So if you guys enjoy this episode, then please tag Nikki and I um, on stories. We would really appreciate it. And I'll speak to you all on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook, Cobbs Equine Services. Um, If you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people. And I will speak to you all on the next episode. this episode i really hope you enjoyed it as i did making it if you um like to follow me on socials my um instagram is cobs equine services and the same on facebook cobs equine services um if you are listening to this on your um, apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast i really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um other people to highlight the um episodes to other people And I will speak to you all on the next episode.